Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about something a little bit strategic when it comes to content marketing. And these are the types of goals you can associate with content marketing and especially with different kinds of content. And the truth is, more and more people run content marketing, more and more people are blogging, etc. these days. But the truth is, 99% of people do it because everyone else does it or because they've heard Ren Fishkin say it was a good idea. And I agree with Ren Fishkin, it is a good idea. But usually the way I see people run blogs and online content marketing rather does not generate a lot of sales for their site, does not generate a lot of tangible revenue for their site. It does increase traffic, but making money from it is a very different thing. And Mark, I think you can relate when, by the way, Mark, hey, welcome yeah, to the th- podcast. Thanks for the introduction as always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that is one of my best introductions yet. <laughs> I, I still, I'm not very good at it. But there was a time with House Ambition when we would be able to generate traffic with content, but we had pretty much no revenue. And that was pretty painful for us to figure that out, right? Yeah. I mean, we were, it was six months into even uh, having decided that we made any a single dollar from it, I think. We originally had to build, just build it and then we'll figure it out mentality. Yeah. But it's much better to have like a clear idea of not just sticking up a bunch of AdSense or something on there, but like have a clear idea of what this piece of content is going to achieve from the outset. Yeah, exactly. And I think the reason why most people actually can't achieve that is because they have no idea themselves how content generates revenue directly and in a measurable way. And so we're going to talk about the different ways you can make money with content directly and indirectly. And I'm going to talk about the different kinds of content and how they associate with the different ways of making money. So kind of associating things. And there is really like four ways you can make money with your content. The first one is advertising. So as you said, just putting some AdSense around or selling some advertising. It is pretty straightforward and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then there is the email list growth and retargeting list growth where the goal is to get people to sign up to your email list so that you can then promote stuff to them and monetize them. There is kind of like the content that's not directly here to make sales, but rather to build authority so you can later on make a sales pitch to people. And that's usually, you know, when you already have their email address and contact details, you just want them to trust you more so that next time you put an offer in front of them, they consider it more. And finally, there is my favorite, which is a direct product sell. Like people are going to read this piece of content and usually at the end of it, they're going to take their credit card out and they're going to buy something either from you or from an affiliate offer that you're recommending. And that is going to be direct revenue for you. That is my favorite, but we're going to talk about this at the end. Let's just start with advertising. Advertising is definitely, as I said, the most straightforward. And there is three ways you can be doing advertising. There is the CPM advertising, which stands for cost for meal advertising, where all that matters is that your ad gets impressions so that people see the ad. And usually when that happens, you want to put the ads in the sidebar so you keep the experience of your content clean and nice and you still get paid because people get pay you per thousand impression. Then there is the cost per click, 
Well, whether people see the ad or not, you don't get paid. You get paid when people click on the ad. And usually the best way to, to make money from that is to put the ad blocks inside your content. And that does spoil your design a little bit. And we actually run that on Health Ambition right now. And, and it's true, like, the design could be a little bit cleaner if we didn't run ads in content. But at the same time, it generates pretty good money for us. And uh, I don't know, what do you think about ads in content, Mark? Do you think it's a it's a problem or it depends it can distract away from the goal the other monetization goals of traffic you know if you're trying to if you're doing a review say or trying to get the email sign up it can distract from that but i think in general it's something worth having as a sort of secondary monetization option like maybe not like the 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 primary one I, Um, i would say it depends on the type of content very much yeah you're right and that's what we're going to get into like in the second part of each of these monetization types, I can say it. Um, and in that case, you know, if you're running a product review, as you said, I would probably not run ads. And so I would highly recommend that you have an advertising system that's a little bit flexible where you can, you know, not show your ads in certain categories on WordPress or on certain tags and so on. We actually use ad inserter on WordPress for our part. It's doing okay. It's not, it's not the most advanced thing but i can extract i can remove ads from certain categories there's also a tag that i have created that remove all ad block from the page and so that allows us to you know clean up pages when we need to and we have other goals but there is also another type of ad which is not cpc but it's the fixed price so that would be like more direct agreement you have with an advertiser they usually emailed you they want to show an ad on your site and they're going to pay you 500 bucks a month to have this banner on the sidebar and it's going to be a little bit like the CPM here. Your goal is to actually get the least amount of people click on it so you get paid. But at the same time, you actually keep your traffic. Obviously, if people don't get enough traffic from this, they're not going to renew. So you kind of, it's kind of like the minimum dose thing where you want to send enough traffic, but you, you don't want to give it your prime real estate unless the price is worth it. It's up to you to kind of balance that essentially. And now when it comes to actually the type of content that is working well with advertising, it's usually content that gets a lot of traffic because whether you're in CPM or in CPC, you don't make very much money from advertising unless you have thousands of visits. If you have a site with like 50 visits per day, it's not even worth putting AdSense on it unless you like injury loan issue or something with really, really high CPC, I wouldn't say it's worth it. So the type of content that works really well is high search volume question posts. So like, what are the health benefits of peanuts? I, I searched for it in a previous podcast, and I think that has like over 5,000 visits per month. An article like that, months after months after months, could generate decent income from SEO mostly, just from ranking for these kind of keywords, or a list post, a list post that can be a mix of social and SEO traffic. So it's a highly shareable and at the same time it can target a keyword. The example I have for this one is like 15 natural remedies for stomach ache, for example. You can rank for remedies for stomach ache, natural remedies for stomach ache, stomach ache remedy, etc. And at the same time, because it's a list, people tend to share it quite a bit. I think we have these kind of articles on health ambition. They generate like hundreds of shares and so on. And because they are evergreen content, you kind of take them out of the drawer once in a while and we share them on social and get a bunch of traffic. Plus, you get the ongoing search traffic and find a type of content that works pretty well with, with advertising and CPM and CPC is the kind of like viral BuzzFeed type post. And there are a lot of AdSense millionaires these days that are exclusively relying on this kind of content that is 100% social media. There is almost no content. It's just like memes and animated GIFs and that kind of stuff. 
and it just focused on shares and use Facebook ads to launch them essentially. So that's basically the three types of content that I would highly recommend if you are making money with advertising, which can be a good route if you are ready to, to scale things up and produce a lot of content. Do you have anything to say about advertising? No, the only thing I remember is like when we first started it, okay, our traffic was much lower, but we kind of gave up on it initially yeah, yeah. because it wasn't like we weren't really seeing any kind of return. But it's not just a case of like slapping on the ads anywhere you want. There's a process that you need to go through of like optimizing it and like finding the best locations on your site for your audience that results in, in, in clicks. It's not just slapping banners or any kind of banners anywhere. And the, optimizing the, can like double or triple the amount of money you make. It's it's massive. Yeah, or even more than that, I think it was in our case. So it goes from being something that's like it's not really worth it to oh actually this is a quite meaningful. Yeah, I mean I think that for advertising, especially for AdSense, I think there's kind of like a a critical number of visits you need to get, you know, below a certain number of visits per day, you'll generate very little money. And it just starts taking off once you're like above like 300 visits per day or 400 visits per day. And you really just generate trickles before that. For some reason, it doesn't seem linear in terms of income. I'm not sure why, but that's my feeling from putting AdSense on low traffic sites. So yeah, I wouldn't consider advertising with less than 500 visits per day, I would say. But let's just talk about the next monetization model, the model that generates money from your content. And this one is like email list and retargeting list growth. And the goal of this is that people give you their email address so that you can follow up with offers. And we do that a lot on Authority Hacker, especially. That is the main way we monetize. As you can see, there is no advertising on the website. But if you give us your email, you will receive some promotions for products, for trainings, and for all sorts of things that hopefully you're going to be interested in. But that is how we make money essentially on top of recommending tools and products inside our blog posts. But we're going to talk about that one in the last thing. So because you want people to take action this time and not just click on something that seems foreign to your website, you need to increase the level of engagement people have with your content. You can't just make a list of random points and hope that people are going to give you their email. Usually you need to give them a good reason for that. And that's why I especially like content upgrades because, I mean, when I check the stats that we have on our sites, you know, some content upgrades get up to 20% opt-in rate. That means that one in five person gives their email. And the reason why is because a content upgrade is a complementary piece of content, like a PDF, a video, something that is complementary to what people are reading, that gives more to people that are engaged with the content. And people take action like crazy, and then you can actually segment people using content upgrades because they say that they are interested in keyword research, for example, an authority hacker, then I can follow up with a keyword research tool promotion. And that's not going to seem out of place because, well, they've taken action and given the email for a keyword research content upgrade. And the most adapted types of content for this, if you want to grow your email list, is, I think, how to content so tutorials, because they build authority, you're teaching something, you're becoming, and because you're becoming an authority, when you're going to follow up with product recommendations, people are actually going to listen to you. Or like ultimate guide and big content. So for example, our how to make money blogging piece of content generated over a thousand emails actually so far. And that is because people are like, wow, this is amazing. I can only imagine what this free content upgrade is going to be. 
and people just give their emails. So I actually like this model a lot. I like growing the email list because then you kind of like get a chance to try to promote things several times and you don't need to get it right initially. And uh, it's a little bit more forgiving. What would you say about the, this kind of monetization with content? Like how well has it worked with you when it comes to working with House Ambition especially? I think very well, but that's just because the nature of the the niche. There's a lot of sort of informational queries and a lot of people are are looking to learn certain things and just it seems to lend more towards this type of content and it may be such a query that we don't have anything to sell them there really specifically if they want to know you know what are the negative effects of coffee i mean yeah. there's not really too much we can talk about there but we can capture their emails from there and then promote other stuff to them in future, retarget them, or yeah, you kind of go fishing. Basically, you assume that they're interested in health, and then you just you just try to put something in front of them. If they don't take it, you put something else, and yeah, it's kind of like a guesswork, uh, an elimination game. But because you have the email, you have the opportunity to try many things, which you don't have always the retargeting, which you don't have with many other ways of promoting, and that's why I really like. And so growing your email list with your content is really good. And what's really cool as well is that there are so many terms that you can target with ultimate guides and how to content that basically sky is the limit when it comes to growing your email list. And that is not necessarily the case with things like product sales and so on. You're going to be more limited in in the types of query you can target. But to grow your email list, this is a pretty cool way of doing that. What I would recommend in terms of setting up the email list to follow up is to have an autoresponder of like three, four emails to a related offer to what people opted in for. So if they opted in for clearing acne, then you definitely want to have a small autoresponder that talks about clearing acne and recommended creams, recommended treatments, maybe recommended methods and ebooks and sell that to them. And after that, you kind of put them in your big list like Mark said and, and go fishing for other topics because if you multiply canon upgrades, if you start having 20, 50 canon upgrades, it's unrealistic to expect that you're going to be maintaining all these lists and emailing like 100% targeted emails every time. So we kind of have this, this kind of unique follow-up for a couple of emails and then you just fall back into the general bucket and we go fishing for topics that you'd be interested in. So that's, that's a cool way of also keeping your front end very clean. So advertising, as I said, spoils the design a bit, but when you're just offering free content as a bonus, your website looks extremely clean. It looks like it's just a pure resource website. And as a result, you get a lot more shares and a lot more links. Authority Hacker gets a ton of links because there is zero advertising. The design is very clean. It looks very good and so on. And that is one of the reasons why I love this kind of approach. It's, it's a little bit sneaky, but it works really well. Now, Let's talk about the proof of authority. And the proof of authority essentially does not make a sale, so it's kind of like an outlier in that list. But the proof of authority is when you already have someone's email address and you're preparing yourself to sell them a high-ticket item, like something that costs over 100 bucks, maybe something that costs over 1,000 bucks. And there's no way people are going to give you money like that. You need to earn their trust. And you might have looked very good in the first article you shared with them, but realistically, if you want them to spend money on you, you need them to consume more than one piece of content. And that is where I love to use active campaign in our case. Is, um, and I like to use case studies for that. I like to 
show a case study of something that's really cool that we did, maybe like the, um, the podcast on how we transformed a blog post into $2,500 passive income every month and email that to people and see if they actually click through. And if they click through, there actually is a pitch coming to them about Authority Hacker Pro and how they can learn to do the same thing. And that allows me to segment people who are willing to check our case studies and are engaged with our content and where I actually follow up with a pitch versus the people that are less engaged and then there's no pitch. I just keep feeding them content until they get engaged enough and then I can start pitching them. So the proof of authority is where you want to make your base case studies and email them to people to then make an indirect pitch behind. And it's it's kind of a one-two punch. It's like content, 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 boom, sell. And the people that see the sell are only the people that are likely to buy. The people that are not likely to buy, they don't see the sell. This this is definitely one of my favorite ways of selling. I think though as well, like with these kind of case studies, they seem to attract like a certain type of audience in their own right. It's not just to market to your existing yeah, to it's your content, existing audience, yeah. right? It's like it's just like it shows authority to everyone, right? And also, these case studies they, they generate a lot of links and shares. The reason why is because you're essentially sharing unique insight with your market. You know, a lot of blog posts they're based on things you've read online and things you've checked out, etc. So it's not super unique. Like maybe the words are unique, but the ideas don't have to be. Whereas case studies they tend to be more unique. And as a result, they, they make you stand out more. And that's why I like to call it a proof of authority. I think as well with case studies is the way we do them as well, it, it's a lot more sort of hands-on, practical, look, this is how we actually did it. I think a lot of people make the mistake of doing a case study, but still like, you know, hiding what they're doing yeah, or not really the giving the information. Only. You know what I mean? Yeah, they show um, the results, but not how it was achieved. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like, uh, but... While you do that properly, like people love you. Like the people who actually click through to that podcast and listen to it, I receive a lot of emails after that and, and they, they talk to us, etc. It's an excellent time for us to actually pitch our monthly recurring program, which is it's hard to, to convince people to pay us every month. But when I see that people engage with that kind of content, then I know I can move in with the pitch. And there's no point pitching people for these more expensive, harder to sell products until you actually see them engage with your free stuff. And that's why I really like it. It's it's a great one to punch. And technically, the way you implement that is on your autoresponder, email that to your new subscribers. You say like seven days after they opted in, email this case study to them. And then if someone clicks on that link, then you have an automation that sends them the follow-up email the next day that say, hey, I hope you enjoyed the case study. By the way, if you wanted to do something similar, we actually teach that in our program for our case. And if people did not click on the link, then the email marketing tool is not going to send the email. That's basically how you do that technically. We recommend you use Active Campaign to do that. It is by far the best email tool. And it starts at nine bucks a month. So it's not necessarily a budget thing. And let's move on with the last type of money you can make with your content, which is definitely my favorite, which is a direct product sell. I, I like it because it's so tangible. It's like, it's basically a blog post becomes a sales page. It, it makes you money. And because you are sharing a piece of content and not a sales page, despite the fact that your goal is for people to buy the product, 
when they're done with the content, you can't hard sell. You can say, oh my God, this is amazing. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. People are not going to read your content if it's like that. What you need to do is once again, you need to show people real life experience. And once again, case studies and what really happens when you use the product. And I like to do that again, once again, in case studies. So case studies can actually have a call to action at the end that sells. It's not necessary but it's possible. I like to do it in how-to guides. So for example, like how to rank number one in Google by reformatting your content. I have a blog post about formatting where I explain how reformatting one blog post on health ambition resulted in 800% more traffic. And at the end, I'm like, okay, here's how I reformatted the content. I use this plugin called Stripe Content Builder. Here's a video of me, of me doing it with this tool. And this blog post makes a lot of sales for that tool. It's a great, it's great to be an affiliate. And we mix a, a how-to and a tutorial and we start with the problem. The problem is I want more traffic. And this is definitely not a traffic tool. But this is just a WordPress plugin that allows you to create drag and drop pages. But I kind of link the problem that everyone has, which is getting more traffic with the design of the page and how it got us more links, more shares, in the end, 800% more traffic. And because of that case study and the link it makes, I am reaching people that no other affiliate is reaching that are buying this tool. It's super powerful. And that's why I really like doing that kind of content. And you just need to take a problem, make a case study of how you solve the problem using a solution, make a tutorial of using the solution at the end, usually a video or a screenshot based tutorial or photo based tutorial if it's like real life and then put a call to action and people are going to thank you and buy stuff at the same time. It's really, really powerful. A lot of how to keywords can be transformed into direct product sales and essentially it's, mini sales pages. It's one thing as well. Like whenever I'm buying a software product or a SaaS tool, like I always want to see someone, not like the creator, but like someone use it yeah. to do something. Even if it's not something I'm interested in or not something I'm particularly wanted to use it for myself, just seeing how it sort of handles, like is it built well, just to get like a feel for what it's really like to own and operate that that tool or that software. It's really useful for that sense. So I think that that's also kind of like another avenue of, of traffic in there. It's just people searching for sort of like case studies and examples of people using it. Yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is there's very few people doing that properly, actually. Everyone's just trying to hard sell on this kind of content, but they don't realize that actually you shouldn't hard sell. You should just show people what this product does and results and, and use of it. And then people are just going to buy if you have a link. You don't need to like completely overblow the product. It's it's not necessary. There's so many how-to keywords out there where you could think of a product people could buy to solve the problem. Once again, there's so much SEO opportunity, especially with that, that you could grow really, really profitable and big sites with this kind of tactic. And we have some friends that make a lot of money that way, actually. So we do pretty good as well ourselves. I must say my favorite way is to combine the email list building and the direct product sell. So imagine that you are taking a blog post that is a how to something like how to get 3G internet all around the world, for example. I imagine there would be an operator that you can affiliate that you can, you can recommend 
and some kind of tech associated to it. And so what you would do is you would do the article about talking about the problem and put enough content on there to rank and start showing the solution with screenshots. And at the end, I'd be like, hey, actually, I have a step-by-step how-to video that you can get. Just put your email here to watch the video. And people would put their email and the thank you page is the video. It goes directly there. But I have their email at this point. And at the end of the video, I'm like, well, if you want to buy this product, click on the button below the video. And it's basically just a video and a big button below saying buy the product. But because I have their email, I'm actually able to follow up like four or five times with these people about that offer. And I'm able to actually sell related products to them later as well. So you can actually mix both and grow an email list while making direct sales. And that is, in my opinion, the most profitable type of content you can create. It takes quite a lot of effort to to build it, though, and it it can be quite difficult as as you found to outsource that. And yes, it is difficult to outsource creators, you know. But certainly, as you said, like for Authority Hacker, when we're doing these kind of tutorial style reviews, that kind of content it does consistently bring in not only traffic but like affiliate revenue as well. Yeah, so that's basically it, guys, in terms of linking types of content with revenue. So if you are doing list posts all the time, don't expect to do very well with product sales. Like you can do okay with with advertising revenue, but it's going to be hard to make a product sell. If you are doing tutorials and how-to posts, then don't bother with advertising. Do not put AdSense on your website. There's no point. You don't get that much traffic from this kind of content And the traffic that you get is way more valuable than the value of the clicks that you're going to get. And same, if always build an email list. Try to use your corner of grace to actually be able to put stuff in front of people. Because I always see people kind of like mismatching the monetization with the type of content they create. And it kind of makes me pull my hair out. And that's a little bit why I wanted to do that podcast. So I hope you guys have a better idea of how to link monetization and types of content you're putting on your site. Obviously, you can run all these models in parallel on your authority side. And we do that on House Ambition. You know, we have a lot of articles that are monetized with advertising, but when we do a review or, you know, product-based queries, advertising disappears and there's only call to actions and so on. So you, provided that you build the right technical structure on your website, you can definitely run all of these at the same time. Just be aware of what to put in front of what type of content. And I hope that helped you guys. If you have any words to add, Mark? No, no, that's about it. All right, cool. Well, guys, thank you for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.